Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk self-obsession. I'm Jack. And I'm David. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Deep Term Pizza. Well, we're going to, yeah, what Jack said, <laughs> what it is, uh, how to spot one or like traits of narcissists and well, well, how wait, to wait, deal wait. with I didn't someone. even say narcissism in the title. So you need to say narcissism. You can't just uh, just th- imagine that everyone's worked it out from self-obsession. You got to say the, the thing we're talking about, bro. Here we go. Here we go. We're talking narcissism, guys. Thank you. Continue. Yeah, are we are we happy now? Yes. Are we all happy? Dude, I'm so and happy. Before you before you interrupted me mid mid speech. It's very narcissistic of you. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um as I was saying, um how to like traits of narcissism, like where 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 it began, how it started, no. <laughs> And um, how to deal with narcissists in relationships. We're going to, as you said, discuss narcissism. um, And we're going to be talking about what it is because I I feel like it's um, kind of often, it's it's another one of these terms we kind of throw around a little bit these days. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit. But David, before we do that, um, even though I don't really feel like asking you this, given you've been so rude at the start of this podcast, (laughs) I'm going to ask you how you're doing. Oh. I'm sorry if you, like, he... Oh, I forgot to record. Sorry. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Hmm. Jack, Jack's... Um, Recording in progress. See, oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Zoom. If you could see Jack's face right now, he's very, very upset because I rudely treated him. Look at his face right now. Yeah, but I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Oh, now now he looks a bit constipated. Don't, don't do that one. Oh, now he's... <laughs> No, it's been released. Okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm good, man. I had a really chill day. Just went to work, um, went to the the, the game and um, looked for some iron. houses too. Looked for some houses to move out to. Oh, yeah? And there's a place around Concord West, North Strathfield area that looks quite promising. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, like pretty chill day. How about you? How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, man, it's been um been a, a decent day. Went to work, um, that, that was about it. Came home, uh, <laughs> ate some dinner. I had t- two leftovers in one. I had they were both pasta. I had leftover pasta bake and leftover pesto pasta. Um, Ooh. and then I had to make my bed because my sheets got washed. Um, yep. And then uh, I spoke to Amelia on FaceTime for a bit and then I had to put my computer back together because I had to take it out of my house for a bit. So I had to sort of put that all back together and now we're here and I haven't even had time to get dressed. So those of you who might watch the little snippet, the little visual we put on Instagram, I'm wearing my work drip plus a jacket because it's a bit chilly. Work drip. Um, Work drip. Work drip. Um, (laughs) Just work tings. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to having a, a chat about narcissism, David, because yeah, I think it is a really interesting topic, one that I have a personal relationship with. Um, and oh, do you know narcissists? No, I just, yeah. I, I'll explain as we go along. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I actually have a podcast with one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a word that we really that do one. toss around a quite I'll a bit. I'll let it slide. Okay. Because uh, you called me out or like you, you put me on the spot there, but you know, we're, we're, we're buddies. We, that's all we do. We put each other on the spot. Isn't that right? That's, hey, that's it was right. good seeing you yesterday though. We yeah. Went to, um, yeah. We went to Epping Hotel to uh, celebrate Jack's birth and <laughs> we had some good good dinners. Did uh, we celebrate my birth or was it just good, the, um, the birthday? No, no, your birth. <laughs> okay. You were born yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was good, man. Um, it's good seeing Cat too. Shout out to Cat. Yeah, Kat. shout out Cat. Doing had a bit lovely. of comic yeah, chat Don, with Don. Yeah, Jaden. Yeah. Good to see Jaden, Amelia as well. You you left out her, but um, that's fine. And I'm sure, she won't mind. I said Jaden, and I was about to get to Amelia, but yeah, you should have seen Jack and Don's um, 
like intense comic book um, talk because it wasn't that really intense. It. The un- it's like, like they it's- zoned out everyone else at the <laughs> table and they just in, like intensely made eye contact and talked about how great um, Marvel is. It was actually so. kind of funny because there was six of us, right? And so it was like the the order that we were sitting in. Um, we were sitting around like a rectangular table, and it kind of it went like. Um, like woman, man, woman, man, woman, man, like that. And so there was a yeah. triangle um, of like on one side, there was like the two outside people were um, male and on the other side, two outside people were female. And then there's a the opposite in the middle. And so we had like at times we like all the guys were talking and all the, all the <laughs> yeah, girls yeah, were talking yeah, yeah. and we had like these triangle conversations going across each other. But it didn't, it worked. It worked. Like no it one worked. was interrupted or like yeah, yeah. was no, distracted. It was funny. We were just funny. talking well. But um, cool. yeah, David, we had a, we had a mixed experience with our beverages. Um, we, so I started oh, with a, what did I start with? I, I started out with my, my old standard. Well, I say old standard, but this is the first time I've ever had it on tap the um 150 lashes um pale was ale it better it would have been better hey it was very different very different um it is, i wouldn't have identified it, it. if someone gave me a, a, a glass of that i wouldn't identify it as as what i know in the bottle um which are yeah. frequently different but I, like it tastes very different to me in fact i actually forgot what i was drinking once i ordered it i was just like wait what what is this again and then i remembered <laughs> that that's what i got and i was just like oh yeah this tastes nothing like Game it but changer man but yeah, yeah, after that, David, so you started with a Furphy, right? Yeah, Furphy, just because like I, I kind of knew some of the like bevies they were serving there. But then I'm like, you know what? Start safe. I know Furphy's. <laughs> and then um, had a Furphy's and then Don joined me. He he enjoyed, seems to enjoy that. And then I don't know what it was. I think they just had a bad day yesterday at Epping Hotel. Sorry to point that out, but like some of their ales just like, it, it tasted like they um, mixed half and half of water and beer. So did you, you, know you I mean? did you think that your Furphy tasted like that? It's a bit light, lighter right. as well, but it wasn't like too light, you know? So I'm like, yeah, it's, Cause, it's okay. Like what we got next was we got a lager. We got the Iron Jack lager and literally yeah. was flavorless. Like it, it just had yeah. no flavor at all. It just tasted like it's water. Like sparkling water. Yeah. Like a hint of piss. It's <laughs> like a hint. <laughs> and then fortunately, David decided to go in a direction that I probably wouldn't have gone in because I don't normally drink dark ales. But um, David yeah. got um, us a, a schooner of white rabbit and that was my favorite drink of the night. It was delicious. Um, oh, I'm glad you liked yeah, it. Yeah, no, really, really, uh, really enjoyed it. Definitely yeah. be looking out for that. Um, I've seen it around, but I never actually had it before because... Um, I tend to I'm a risk taker. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. sometimes risk it for the biscuit. And and last Look, night, our last ale, we got the biscuit. We mate. got the biscuit, bro. The biscuit was bro. was everything and more that we could have hoped for. Amazing. Anyway, cool, enough about that, burr. That's, I think yeah, that's <laughs> enough um, burr talk. Um, let's get into it, man. Like let's let's talk about it. How about we? Uh, no, nah, this wouldn't make sense taking turns. How about I just read out the questions and then um, whoever wants to go first going into it, we could go into it. You go for it, bro. You got this. Yeah. So first question, Jack, or like since we're tackling this topic, it's good to ask these questions. What is narcissism? Like we, you, you mentioned very briefly, like you're like, oh, you know, it's very thrown around, tossed around, but it's very, I think very relevant and mm. also like not talked about much at yeah, the same time. You for know sure. I mean? Like you might see psychologists making videos on YouTube because it's a mental health channel or mm. something, but yeah, you don't really hear people talking about it. So what is it? What is this? Well, word? it's actually a personality disorder, which a lot of people don't realize. Like, um, mm. but what we tend to refer to a lot of the time is that narcissistic personality disorder has traits um, and some people, yeah. like some of those traits seem to be quite prevalent today or on the outside, they appear to be very prevalent today, um, particularly with social media. Um, and mm. it's interesting the way that the word is kind of tossed around these days any any time that someone seems to have um a bit of self-confidence they're at risk of being called a narcissist and um 
Mm. It, it's kind of a more extreme version of that. Like if you have ever met a narcissist, like you will know, it's not something you sort of pick up over time. It's someone who, um, well, like to read you this definition, and this is one of the softer definitions. This is kind of more of your everyday like example that people would toss around, but um, it's a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. But behind this extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that is vulnerable to the slightest crit- criticism. Mm. Um, yeah, it causes problems in many areas of life, such as relationships, work, school, financial affairs, um, and basically, these people are generally pretty unhappy and disappointed if they're not giving the special favors or special admiration and attention that they feel like they deserve. Um, and yeah. yeah, they generally find all their relationships unfulfilling because they, they feel the need to be sort of worshipped more than um, than is uh, reasonable. Um, not that mm. it's reasonable to be worshipped by anyone, but you, you know what I mean? Like a, a, an exaggerated yeah. Yeah, yeah. Se- sense of self-importance. And that um, is shown through how they speak but also how they expect to be treated um so that's sort of the breakdown kind of of what it is but um there's a lot of things that come with that like there's a preoccupation about um success about power about beauty um like yeah their self-image um there's socially like they feel like they can only associate with with special people and they, they have a sense of superiority um yeah they monopolize conversations um and mm. sort of talk down to people with a like they have a massive superiority complex um and mm. yeah they sort of expect favors and people just do what they ask them to do take advantage of people um yeah envy uh, like yeah, yeah. It, there's a there's a lot of stuff that that come with it, um, and they're extremely unpleasant to be around. Um, and yeah, as I said, like mm-hmm. you can tell these people from a mile away because it is a disorder. But that being said, there are qualities like all of those things that I mentioned exist with within people. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have narcissistic disorder. Um, but those things, I feel like, I mean, it's always funny when you say stuff like oh it's it's very prevalent these days because it's just like what's hard to know whether it is more prevalent but it appears like it is especially with social media um yeah with the way people sort of use that to sort of yeah like yeah we'll get into Mm, that but mm, mm, that's mm, kind mm. of the basic breakdown um both a combination of my understanding as well as the um, the research that I've done before this podcast. Um, David, anything to add to right. that stuff? Um, I think you did a really good summary. I think like some, another thing on like, I guess we can like ease into it of like traits of narcissists on like, and also just like maybe hop onto like how to spot narcissists in your day to day. Not that it's like a treasure hunt and like you have to find narcissists, but like you might, like realize that someone that you have a close relationship or maybe just like a like an acquaintance or a co-worker might have these tendencies and like we'll also get into like how you should deal with it and I guess like for every situation it will be quite different how you deal with these type of people but yeah I mean one one thing to add is like I think and we can get into it um gaslighting like they gaslight Mm people's situations and you say like because of that superiority complex or this high sense of self or that inability to empathize with people they gaslight and it's like natural to them but other than that i think you yeah covered pretty much like the talked about definition because i feel like it becomes kind of was she at times as well? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. these are traits that narcissists have, but, you know, I feel like someone, I can't remember who said it, but like, um, something like, you know, the, the person said like, oh, everyone, everyone has narcissistic traits or tendencies. It's just that there is no, like, they're like, there is no such thing as like a hundred percent narcissist. Yeah. Well, like, like most things, they're it is on the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like most things, yeah. like uh, almost all of these sort of things that we talk about, like these 
disorders and stuff like that. It is a spectrum. It's not kind of like an on or off. Um, you can have more yeah. extreme and more um, less extreme ways. Like you could you could act in a way that could be described as narcissistic without being a narcissist, you know? Um, like yeah. some people might get narcissistic when they're drunk. Um, their their mm, level mm, of self-awareness mm. goes down, their confidence goes up and it just becomes the me show, you know? Um, that doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. It's like this is a... a, yeah. a like the be- the the best way I can just keep describing it is this is a disorder. It's not it's not yeah. um commonplace. So like um mm-hmm. calling everyone out for being a narcissist is probably not the the best thing to do. Especially given um when we talk about social media, for example, a lot of the narcissistic behavior that we see is driven by like crippling self-doubt and um, a lack of self-love. So it's actually not mm. coming like a lot of the narcissistic behavior that you see online isn't always driven by a sense of superiority and a sense of like self-worship. It's actually driven by the opposite, yeah. like a need for like reassurance and be yeah. like, I, like tell me I'm pretty and everything. And you could you could look at the narcissistic yeah. disorder and say, well, there you go. There's the seeking affirmation and seeking um, reassurance and all that. Like that is a present that that is present. That is a symptom. But I would say that um, my understanding of narcissism is that like, sure, there is a, a self doubt. That's why they are so vulnerable to criticism and they'll just snap. Like if you criticize them in the slightest way, but they can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's more yeah. there's the the balance is more tipped towards um self worship rather than self consciousness. Whereas in these this example that I'm talking about of people sort of acting in these certain ways to try and um seek seek attention that they need because they feel like they need to be um reassured and sort of admired because they're so lacking in yeah. self love those people it definitely swings more towards the the self-consciousness aspect rather than the self-worship aspect if that makes sense right no that makes sense that makes complete sense but then so then what's an example of it it's it's like could you think of um you don't have of course we're not going to name names and like 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 put people on the spot because that's not what what we're doing here but what are examples of like incidents or places where you came across this like once you've kind of realized what um this disorder was i i don't know if i've ever met someone that i would confidently describe as a narcissist right do you reckon that comes from like right okay is that because you know you give you see people like you're i'd say you're really good at reading people but at the same time, um, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I'm like, is it like that? I'm like, yeah. I, that's what I wanted to say. But well, I don't know I, what you I, think. I that's how I see the, it. The yeah. way that I would describe it, and this is the way that I hope I view things, is that I I I always try and view things from both perspectives, and mm, yeah. Um, I I've like I have a, a personal like what so when I said that I have got a personal relationship with narcissism, that is mm. that I am terrified of being one. Um, mm. I when I was in high school, um, I I was like very self conscious, um, sort of early on right. in high school, and so I would be because normally those types of kids they go two ways. One is they crawl up into a little shell and become a tiny, shy, extra uh, introvert, which is sort of hiding from everyone um, to just to stay yeah. out of the spotlight. And the other way is overcompensating for your lack of insecurity, which is what I did. Um, and from the way that I acted for those first couple of years in high school, I got labeled as arrogant for the rest of my time in high school. But the way, the actions that I was, that I was portraying, um, the things that I was doing and saying that were seen as arrogant were from a place of the opposite from deep deep insecurity and so i kind of got taught from that young age because of this bullying i got taught basically like you can't say this you can't do that you can't like um 
be too yeah. flattering to yourself. Otherwise, you're a narcissist. Otherwise, you're arrogant. And so, like, for me, right. I'm always on real high alert for that kind of stuff for myself. And I, I really struggle to kind of um, say nice things about myself a lot of the time and just, like, allow myself to be sort of like I had a birthday recently. And I, David, you and I talked about this a fair bit. And I've talked to a lot of my friends about this. I really struggle to allow myself to be celebrated, which is why I yeah. organized actually for us to go out the other night. Um, and I, I didn't organize it. I got Amelia to organize yeah, it because I, 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 tr yeah. I tried to organize it and I got way too stressed out. I got really anxious and I felt like it was the wrong thing to mm -hmm. do. And so she, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm so lucky she organized it for me basically. Um, and that was for me, that was like a conscious effort of being like, okay, allow people to sort of celebrate you and your, your birthday and stuff. But for me, like, I'm so like scared of being that narcissistic figure and I know that I, I still do overcompensate at times for my insecurities by over talking or overacting or trying to be funny too much. And I can see that, that if that was mis, um, misinterpreted, someone could absolutely look at me sometimes and say I'm a narcissist or that I'm acting in a narcissistic way. And I'm kind of terrified of that because, as I said, mm. like in high school, I was sort of bullied for that. And so... Yeah, like I, I've got quite a weird relationship with narcissism. And so maybe that's why I'm really resistant to label anyone as a narcissist because right. even yeah. though even though I know that that, that underlying crippling self-doubt is part of it, I kind of, I struggle to, um, I struggle to call someone a narcissist when I see that, when I see that people are doing mm. it to get attention because- not because they feel they deserve it, but because they they just need reassurance. And and that's I think that's the big difference is that mm. these people, narcissists, they actually they genuinely feel like they are superior and that they deserve it. And these sort of narcissistic actions we see, especially on social media and things like TikTok and stuff, a lot of these people mm. have like a lot of self-image issues. And I, I like I say this because I've heard the stats sort of about the increase in body dysmorphia and body shaming that right. things like TikTok and, and Instagram have increased. And so it's it's not a um it's not a surprise to me at all that a lot of these people who are posting these things are just trying to sort of be what they see. They're, they're trying to be that model that with those impossible beauty standards and mm. it affects guys as well, definitely with the body image. But I think the body sure, image yeah. thing is much more slanted towards women um, and young girls, like mm. really young girls we're talking. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I'm really sort of hesitant to to point at people and say you're a narcissist because a lot of the time I feel like these behavioral patterns are coming from a place of insecurity rather than from a place of self-importance. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I mean that that you explained why. You, yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that. I think that's something that's kind of, I guess, personal. I don't know if you would share that with anyone that you kind of meet and stuff, but that's yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why not, mate? Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. talked about it a fair bit now. Um, Been in therapy for yeah. it. It's you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember the, the first time. Seems to be yeah where we kind of open up even though we have it's like that's a weird thing i think someone said this once where I, I keep remembering things that i don't know where i heard it from but it's like podcasts are weird because um it seems like you just like eavesdropping on someone else's conversation yeah but, but like i, I i've talked like about that, this yeah. stuff a fair bit and i, I remember yeah, the first yeah. time i i told my psychologist that i felt like i was a narcissist and she she literally she looked at me and she was kind of like She's like, your because she gives you know me what? she gives me yeah. homework. She gives me yeah, homework, yeah. so she gives me a little task that I have to do between sessions. And that right. time, she was just like, your homework this week is to go home and research narcissism, and come <laughs> back and tell me that you're still a narcissist. And once I read all the bits about like the feeling that I deserve all this stuff and that it's an inflated sense of importance mm. and I feel like I'm better than other people, I was just like, yeah, I don't believe any of those things about myself. And so that was a bit of a reality check. And because of the way she kind of said that to me, I, I'm very hesitant to use that term because I feel like we do throw it around a bit too much. 
um, without a yeah. proper understanding of what it really means. And we tend to do that with a lot of sort of mental illness terms. Like I've talked about this on the self-care project, but things like OCD, like because you're a little bit particular about something, you'll be like, oh, I'm so OCD. Or because you're like, yeah. you've had a bad day and you'll be like, oh, that was so depressing. Or I'm so depressed. And like, I, yeah. I, I find it so demeaning Annoying. and condescending oh, okay. to people who yeah. genuinely struggle with these things and it affects them on a day-to-day basis and for someone to just yeah. come and just like they've had like one bad day or they like their pencils to be straight or something and they're just like oh i'm so ocd and it's just like dude like there's people who literally like they struggle to leave the house yeah. every day because they need to recheck that their house is that their door is locked like six times and they they drive away and they have yeah, to come back yeah, home yeah. to recheck like there's people who like waste away real the skin life, on their hands because they keep washing yeah. them so much because they're they they need to make sure that they're clean and stuff like this is this is legitimate issues it's not um you're looking at some tiles and one of them is the wrong way around and you're like ah you know like and so narcissism for me is the same in the sense that like um less from a place of feeling sympathy for the narcissist but more from a place of like we shouldn't misuse or generalize or just normalize or just chuck around these terms like they don't mean what they really do mean and when it comes to narcissism i think that that one is more from a place of ignorance rather than irresponsible irresponsibility i don't know if that's a word but like when it comes it is, to like it yeah when it comes to like ocd and depression and stuff people do know and they just it's just a bit irresponsible the way that people use that word sometimes but with with narcissism i genuinely think that there's just people don't actually understand what narcissistic disorder is um and so i don't really blame people from a sense of you're being irresponsible i just think that there's a bit of ignorance from the way that people use that term yeah and that's exactly right i think the way people just generalize words that they kind of know the definition to yeah like we joked around at the start saying oh you're so narcissistic but that's exactly <laughs> like of course we were saying it jokingly but there's people out there that just yeah, know, yeah. are ignorant of the fact that you know yeah. these are real things that people like live through day to day mm. but i feel like i feel sympathy for the narcissist because i think it's in one sense, they're unable to do a lot of things or think in a certain way that a lot of, you know, um, average people, like, are able to feel. Like, just say, like, um, in enjoying art, like, enjoying movies and feeling emotions and feeling these type of things. I don't know how, like, what it will look like in the lens of a narcissist to see something that's meant to touch your heart like someone died in the scene of a movie and they're not they don't feel anything they're just kind of like you know like oh yeah like what's next I'm, like what's happening yeah next? It, it doesn't it doesn't work exactly like that it's not a complete absence no, like, of empathy yeah yeah um, i mean like that's that's just like an example yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. i'm saying like yeah like if someone okay, started, now, like, like if a friend came to you and started telling you about something they're struggling with and you yeah, just don't yeah, care yeah. i i get that yeah exactly exactly yeah. that's a better example but like yeah like it, it affects that person's relationship so much i think the reason i wanted to talk about it is because i've had experiences with people that i'm really close to mm. that i wasn't aware was a narcissist or had these narcissistic tendencies because i don't think i can have full confidence in labeling this person but yeah, right. the more i think about it the more i think about the overlaps of them that this person having this these traits i'm like man mm. okay like right. this makes sense yeah. like this so, makes sense but why before, they are like sorry this. david i really yeah. don't want to interrupt you but i'm gonna forget this if i don't say it now so before go, you, go, before go, you go, go on because i want to hear the story i just wanted to give credit so what what i was saying about um social media and the insecurities and stuff i just want to give credit because um that uh, up until recently i did feel like that was mainly narcissism and then i actually interviewed someone molly rennie i interviewed her on the self-care project and she's going to be one of the guests that comes on in season two of the podcast which is coming very soon um and yes. she was the one who kind of checked me on that so i just want to say that now not just because i want to give her credit but also because i'm going to look like a bit of a dick <laughs> if people listen to that episode and they realize <laughs> Hang on, this wasn't your idea, Jack. So I just want to absolutely <laughs> give credit to Molly Rennie because she, she. If you want to hear, hear me get like fully checked on my own podcast, wait until the episode comes out and, and listen to that because she, yeah, she sort of put me in my place and I was just like, you know what, you 
you're right, Molly. Like, good point. Because I, I did not, cons- like, I don't know why I just had a bit of a blind spot in the sense that I wasn't considering how big of a factor insecurity is in terms of extroversion, which is kind of ironic given that was something that I was bullied yeah. for in school. So, that's yeah. that was a big sort of check for me. So, I just wanted to say that, give credit to Molly, um, credit before, to Molly. before we continued. So, David, please go ahead. Um, you're talking about this relationship you had. Yeah. I mean, like, should we dig deeper? Do we have more that we want to talk about? Like, I had, I had like, thoughts of, like, we can get into the story. I'll yeah, get into the story. Get, and I, th- like, I think stuff will sort of come up as we talk about okay, it as well. Cool. So, like, I think I'm a, I'm a type of person who's very no BS. Like, of course, I can deal with situations and I try to think about and like similar to you I always give a person the benefit of the doubt I always try to think about like what the other person's perspective where they're coming from and like the situation that's at hand but like I think with this like person that I'm talking about or some people actually like I don't know why I attract narcissists (laughs) maybe it's a special special skill or like God's like you know these people need love too I don't know but um (laughs) um yeah like because I'm I need to talk about issues that are at hand or if I see someone being mistreated or if I see how this like the person would have hurt another person like I need to address it because it bothers me. You know what I mean? Mm. So anytime I would have conversations with um, uh, this person, like it seemed like it would be impossible for them to grasp like why a person would be affected by their actions or like they might deny that it ha- happens or they might, yeah, right. yeah, like they might, they might like try to, shape it in a way that it wasn't that big of a deal and i think for years like you would see it and you're like man like why can't you get this and you'll just go fire up to like a big argument yeah but then yeah it's just and then when once i found out what narcissism is i'm like dang this person just can't like of course they would have empathy for maybe people that they're that's very special, important mm. to them. That's like dear to them or something, or they might get like, if they're beneficial in some way, but I'm like, dang, this person literally can't, you know, get, see the other person's point of view. And like, they really just only care about their own benefit or how it affects them. So yeah, like that's why I think it was quite dear to me to talk about this topic. Cause I think, Many times we we find people who are in relationships that might not like be fully aware that they're maybe dating, maybe they're married, maybe they're you know uh, a family member, you know a yeah. coworker that they have trouble with um, has this disorder. So yeah, but mm. that's why I was like, oh, like maybe you would have some instances or things that you could like kind of talk about too, but. Yeah, that's well. That's pretty much it. It's like yeah. yeah it's like, I I think we've all dealt with people who have narcissistic tendencies because we all do to varying levels. But before before maybe we talk about some examples of that, if I can think of any, um, you said something that I thought was really interesting. You said, "I don't know why like I attract these type of people, like narcissists," and mm. I know someone who has had a very similar issue. Um, I think probably more frequent than you and yeah um I I don't know whether this is the case with you David and mm. maybe it is but I'm really not sure because I I she's she's definitely okay. this case but I don't know whether you fit into this category but she sure. this person is so compassionate and so like um I guess compassion is the best word I can think of, but so generous with her compliments, with her attention, with her time. And like, if you were talking to her, like she's so invested, like she's so present with you. And like, she's, she's like that with everyone. Um, And 
the reason why I think she attracts these type of people is because she gives them the time where no one else does. Mm. Cause everyone else just writes these type of, and it's guys, everyone else writes these type of guys off and can instantly detect and like the sort of the lights go off and they're just like, no. And like people can be really brutal when it comes to like first conversations. And this is a whole nother podcast, but um, yeah, I know that, women can sometimes be super brutal to men because, and it's because it's like a safety mechanism because like they have to sort of put up these defenses against sort of creepy guys who don't take no for an answer. And so some women feel the need to just be like kind of rude just to get these guys to just leave them alone. Um, Cause they m- mm. might've had negative experiences where they've tried to be nice and they just don't get the message. And so they just feel yeah. the need to kind of just be rude. Um, and I understand that, but at the same time, like some of these guys, like they might be trying to talk to someone and just straight away get that brutal reaction. And so when someone yeah. comes along who is compassionate enough to give them a chance and let them speak and mm. let them tell their story, they are instantly attracted to that because they're like, finally, someone is giving me the attention that I deserve, that narcissistic tendency, right? right? And yeah. so with this person, I think that's why she attracts these type of guys, not because she's a narcissism magnet, but actually her compassion, they see that as a an entry into her, an entry to say like, that makes like sense, yeah. I can... I can get the attention get that I'm looking out for. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get something out of this exactly. person or this like relationship or friendship. And they, they wouldn't see it like that person. because a narcissist, and this is something else my therapist said to me, a narcissist would never question whether they're a narcissist or not. She's like, the very fact that you asked me like, or that you mentioned that you think you're a narcissist mm. means that you're not a narcissist. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because that would be yeah. to, to point out one of your flaws and a narcissist doesn't do that. They're terrified of anyone even mentioning yeah. their flaws. So, um, yeah, these people wouldn't recognize that they are using other people. They wouldn't see That's it as that. That's a thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't see that they're just using people. Mm. And as soon as you challenge that thought of like, why do you do this? And like, why do you make it so hard for other people? Yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. defensive, like right away. Like so, I guess I just aggress- I wanted to, aggressive. Yeah, like, absolutely aggressive defensiveness. Yeah. So I, I guess I wanted yeah. to ask you whether you feel like that's a trait that maybe, um, and I don't think you're as extreme as as this person. But yeah. do you feel like maybe I think the reason why this person got away with being like acting the way that they did do for so long is because you kind of gave them that attention that they were craving? I, f- I, I would say yes and no. Yes, because, you know, I think I love to just get along with people. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, I don't like first impressions used to matter to me a lot. But learning that, you know, you can't judge someone off like one event or one one meeting of, yeah, to be like, this is who this person is. So like, I'm usually quite like... Yeah, like, how do I put it? How do I put it? Like, agreeable mm. if I'm meeting someone for the first first time. I'd agree with that. Like, even though I might, <laughs> even though I like disagree, because I have strong views as well. Yeah, yeah. Only once, like, we've established a relationship where they understand yeah. where I'm at. I understand where they're I, at. I know. I, I know might, when you agree, disagree with someone that you've just met, but you're not saying it because you do this thing. Yeah, it's just like okay. What do I do? You kind of do that and you, you like, oh, do you I sort do of that? nod and like squint slightly, kind of just like, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I'll go along with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, but that's the no BS side of me. Like I can't, yeah, but yeah, but going back to it, I think <laughs> when I was younger, I think I still had that, but the way I kind of grew up was I only showed love to those that came into my circle. Yeah. So if you were a narcissist that got into my circle, then I'll show you love no matter what. But even if we bicker or like whatever, like I'll still show you that love. But then I think as I grew up and as I know and I understand that, um, you know, people live with these, um, like narcissists exist. And this is what the, this is what the um, label is or like what this like disorder is. I think, 
I, I'm quick to kind of question um, a person's, um, what do you call it? Like motive behind action yeah. sometimes. Not that I'm like, oh, like, you know, I'm afraid like what, what someone's going to do to me. Yeah. But I think I pick up on it easier so that I know when to kind of step up and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, like address it if like I, it seems like you'll like check someone when they say one thing and then um, might sway, sway yeah, to yeah, try yeah. kind of manipulate you in some way. And then I'm like, like bro or like yo like what's why why are you saying it like this or like what what's going on that, that's you why know? like that's why i was resistant to straight away compare you to this person because i do think you're quite different to her in that regard not because you're not compassionate but because i think you're yeah. um i don't know i what's the difference is it patience or is it just it's i think it's I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know what yeah. the difference is, but there, there's some kind of, like if there was a psychoanalyst on here, they could tell us straight away. They could say that you score higher in agreeability or something like that. But um, Sure, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I just, it's interesting that I feel like narcissists kind of like leeches, they will feed off as long as there mm. is a supply. Um, but if you make it uncomfortable yeah. enough for them, then they'll they'll leave. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. So for your friend, they are they might figure out that this person's a leech, but they're like, but if this person gets out off of me, then what are they going to feed on? Or like maybe that yeah, that well, part well, of it's it is it isn't just way. that, but it's also going back yeah. to what I said earlier on is that like people are, are not black and white. Like just because someone's a narcissist yeah. doesn't mean yeah. that everything about them is for bad. Sure, sure. And so she'll still it's be able to see all the yeah. good things within that person. And there are good things. Yeah. Someone else might look at them and be like, okay, the bad way outweighs the good at this point, um, at least in this yeah. relationship, like it's quite toxic, but she'll hang on and like want to try help that person bring the best out of them. And that's not from a place, because I know some people do that from a place of insecurity themselves. They like turn into the helper and they have to like save people. Mm. I know like that's something yeah. that um, I've seen online, like women often sort of encourage other women not to do. Like uh, I see a lot of women yeah, saying to I other women, it. like don't try and yeah. save him. He's not worth it and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how prevalent that is, but I know that there's like a definitely like a maternal, like nurturing aspect where like some women sure. try and kind of mother their their partners yeah. and like help them yeah. grow up. And, and some of these guys that they're trying to help grow up never do. Um, but I, it's that, that's not that's not why that, it's not why that's, this person does that. She doesn't do that from that sense of like you're my little baby that I've got to look after you. It's genuinely from a place of she really does love the good parts of them, and she sure. believes that they deserve a chance. Um, she believes everyone deserves a right. chance, and it's really it's a really really lovely trait of that's hers. A beautiful yeah. heart. It's it's her greatest yeah. strength, but it gets her in trouble sometimes because people take advantage of it. Hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, like, let me just say this. Like, it's not to say that narcissists are the evil of this world. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying here. Like, I think we kind of drilled in the fact of these, all these negative things yeah. that um, narcissists have. But yeah, it's not, as you said, like people aren't black and white. Everyone has their own colors and traits, like on top of like these common themes or these traits that are seen by narcissists. But yeah, like I wouldn't become friends with a narcissist or show love to a narcissist or like be like, you know, attracted to a narcissist maybe even if there was nothing good about them. And like you sense it and you're like, nope, you're cancelled. <laughs> you know what I mm. mean? Like I wouldn't be like that. So yeah, but... Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it is interesting because like with a lot of other... Like I can't really think of many other disorders right now which are so um, behavioral based. Like, 
Like obviously, sociopath? Lo- obviously like, it's all in the head. A, like I guess sociopath, yeah. yeah, that's another example. And like yeah. psychopaths, I guess. Um, yeah. Psychopath. Like it's distorted way of thinking and, and acting. I suppose that's kind of the closest thing, but like it's hard mm. to compare it to something like depression and anxiety because like to me, and this is probably bad on my part. This is probably a lack of empathy from me is that I, I tend to see those things as more in more out of control, like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. I tend to see those things as more completely out of control and like OCD and things like that. But when it comes to something like narcissism, I tend to put more of the uh, responsibility on the person who's dealing with it. And I think that maybe that's, that's something that I should look at because if we are calling these both disorders, um, why am I picking some of them and saying, well, it's not their fault. And then others, and I'm saying, well, it's their responsibility to fix it. You know, like, um, not that I don't think people with anxiety, depression, OCD have responsibility and all the others like body dysmorphia, everything have responsibility in terms of addressing it themselves. But I don't see it as like, I see it as more, Crippling. yeah, yeah I, I see it as less the responsibility of those people to address it and deal with it and fix it than I do see when I look at narcissism or sociopath or psychopaths, like I look at them and I'm just like, you have to take the blame for this. And maybe mm. it's because it's more of a exterior impact, maybe because the, the impact is, it affects right, other yeah. people in a more negative way. Maybe that's what it is. And so like, I struggle to be as sympathetic when I see them really damaging other people's lives. Whereas I know with depression and anxiety and OCD, body dysmorphia, once again, all of them, like, the person that suffers the most is themselves. Like absolutely it affects other people, but normally not from a place of like um, malevolence. It's just from a place of the the people getting hurt are often hurt the most by watching their loved ones suffer. Um, so yeah, it's it, maybe that's what it is. It's just that the the lack of empathy bit really, I struggled to come to terms with that. Um, but it's absolutely a disorder. And so the same way that I'm saying that people need to see it as a disorder more, um, instead of just like a particular trait that lots of people have, um, I need to do the same because clearly I'm not viewing it as a disorder. I, I, in, in every way I'm viewing it at times as something that people could just wisen up and just stop doing, um, stop being so selfish. (laughs) Um, but that's easy for me to say someone who has never really struggled with empathy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It's really interesting. It's interesting. Um, cause it's, it's a scary one too, man. Yeah. Cause I think like I go back to like, I do have empathy for narcissists cause um again some i heard this somewhere (laughs) where narcissists are born whereas sociopaths are created by their um surroundings or their environment i found that really interesting how so think that um because i i would have thought it would be created the same way um i think apparently from from wherever I remember this from. Uh, if I find it, then maybe I'll link it. Maybe I'll share it with you as well. But um, you can tell if someone has narcissistic, um, like this disorder, like what's it? What's the acronym for it? I don't know. Narcissistic yeah. personality disorder, NPD. NPD. Yeah, NPD, yeah, NPD. If you have NPD, then you can see someone with NPD from young as like, three, four years old or something. I might, like, this is like, right. like, I'm just, this is off memory. That's really interesting. You can tell if someone has NPD from a really young age. So I found that really interesting that compared is, to a sociopath that is created by- I thought it'd um, be the same, yeah. to be honest. I, I thought that- Me too. I didn't be, know that- That it would until, be much more yeah. nurture than nature. Yeah. Huh. So- that's a thing. Well, like, David, that even that even I more supports this idea that we're talking about of the fact that it is a disorder and it's not simply just like a personality characteristic. Mm. Like that definitely sort of points towards that, that like people are born with this. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah. Because I think um, I had a conversation with someone from church. Uh, I think like a couple church homies and we the like it. the reason why 
like it I didn't doubt it was because I think a parent in the church or like someone picked up that a child of the of like the parent who's the friend of that person um has a child that has NPD right. or have has these like really NPD like um traits um they they only realized and found those type of things out um because they served as like a Sunday school teacher mm. and they're like yeah you know like it, it's not like yeah the topic of it we were talking about it and then she's she was just like you know yeah like this person's child like she she might have npd like she didn't say with like complete confidence but she's like yeah, yeah she shows these tendencies when she's with well, i'm like, sure i'm sure you i'm sure you can't tell for certain at that age it's just like there's a strong chance that they will develop this uh into a, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so but yeah, yeah wow. that's why i think it's like if you're if you're kind of built with that type of foundation then you know how can you help this person like be able to develop empathy or you know have a sense of um responsibility and taking mm. like what like taking like responsibility for their actions or how they hurt people or something like yeah. that like well i never considered like what it would be for a narcissist yeah. to say what if they do want to see a therapist and get help you say like a narcissist wouldn't even consider talking to a therapist or like well no no okay okay here's, here's the thing so a narcissist might yeah. go to a therapist because they're so unhappy and unsatisfied but they might not be going to a but therapist at, yeah. because they think they're they're a narcissist they'd just yeah. be going to say because yeah. they'd probably get depressed they'd probably yeah be really just unhappy and unsatisfied with their life and their relationships keep mm. breaking down and they'd probably be like um everyone keeps leaving me that that would probably be their response even if there's a strong pattern that they have the common denominator in all these relationships they'd probably see it as the world sort of unjustly taking things from them what i wanted to say because mm. you, you you made me think about it when you said how would you teach someone like this empathy so i don't know whether this would work with a narcissist because uh, like clearly i am lacking quite a bit of knowledge in this area but um yeah what i know does work with people without NPD um, who just have low levels of empathy and feel disconnected with people and struggle to care about other people is, f I, I hate this expression, but in this sense, okay. it, it works well. Fake it till you make it. Um, mm. I hate the expression, but if you start asking people about them, even if you don't care at the start, if you keep doing it, you actually do start to yeah. build up empathy and genuine care for other people and, and what's happening in their lives and you do start to invest in it. The more you ask, the more you will begin to care. And that's why it's fake it till you make it because when you're first asking, you you don't care. And you shouldn't feel bad about that because you're trying to. You're trying to start caring. Um, that's why you're asking. And the more you do that, the, remember, the more yeah. empathetic that you will become. Um, and I can tell you for a fact that this works because I've done it um, and it... it does improve levels of empathy. Um, sometimes when I feel really disconnected from other people, I struggle to feel empathetic. Um, and that hasn't really happened to me for a long time, but it, it was mm. happening quite a bit um, like last year, start of last year, um, like start of 2019, um, sorry, start of 2020, end of 2019. And that, that helped so much. And it didn't just help me become more empathetic. It helped me become feel more connected with other people around me and actually raise my happiness levels because it brought me out of my head and stopped me sort of ruminating as much like I was doing a lot at the time. Um, so I don't know whether that would work with a narcissist um, or I don't even like saying that because I never like to use a term that defines someone by their mental illness. Someone suffering with NPD, I don't know whether it would work. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. like just like, if, just to quickly like, I feel like they can't, they won't be able to yeah. from from that because if 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 a person with if person suffers from NPD or like um, has NPD, then um, they can ask, but it will just never connect with them. But but well, that's, I, that's, then are you that's saying that I it's kind of, incurable? Is that what you're saying? Because okay, so this goes back to example of like, um, but but like. So this goes back to the example of um, me dealing with someone with NPD or like NPD traits. 
no matter how like desperately I will try to express or like explain what's going on like because once they get to that shutdown phase of like de- denial and closing off and not being able to accept something it's like impossible it's like talking sure to a but, but but this yeah. is now coming like that effort is coming from your side i'm talking about someone who no 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 let me finish let me finish because maybe maybe i was wrong but let me just finish what i'm saying yeah. is that i i'm talking about someone who's gone to therapy already so they've admitted they have a right. problem their therapist convinces okay. them to try out this exercise right so now they're trying it so just the fact that they're trying something means that they're admitting that potentially even if they're not fully admitting it potentially there is a problem to do on their side like that the, they might be the problem yeah, yeah. No, and as soon, as, soon as they start that, that then if, potentially they open yeah. the door to improvement because they've they're now entertaining the possibility that they might actually have a flaw that they could improve on but yeah what you're talking about and maybe you were going on to say that he did actually acknowledge or she i don't know who this person is that um that they were struggling on their end as well but it sounds like you were Mm. really trying to help them empathize but they weren't making the same levels of effort or am i wrong so i agree with the fact that if it if it's the case, if we bring this question into the case of someone who actively went to a therapist to get help with the, like with the acknowledgement of the situation that they're in and like, you know, oh, I want to improve or change, then um, maybe. But I was just answering the question in the sense of, because um, like you just said, oh, here's a thought on, or like this worked for me to improve my empathy. Yeah. I wonder if it will work for someone with na- narcissism or NPD. Um, the reason why I think no straight away is because this person would, would we would have conversations where they would ask like what had happened, how they, how did you feel about it? Or like, how did they, like, well, how did they react and why are they like this? And you try to help them to, like um help them understand like what what they're not getting like the empathy part of like try to imagine how you would feel or like you know this is what that this person's going through and it goes back to yeah like it's a back and forth of yeah but why but why but why like i i understand you they say i understand you but why like i don't get it and then it's like, okay, I'll try to say it sure, again. Sure, sure, sure. No, and, and I get that as know? well. Like, I'm not saying that this would work immediately. Yeah. Like, it takes time. Yeah. It's That's why I said fake it till you make it. You have to keep trying to see things from the other side. And this is like, we're talking about an extreme version here. So, like, we're not talking yeah. about someone who could pick this up quickly. This would take a long time of them having to try. And mm. I would think that something that might really help someone with um, NPD is like you suggested to watch movies or read literature, try and start putting themselves in the position of someone who's not even real. And then in that sense, there's no ego kind of losing that. And it's not even like they're at fault, it's someone else at fault. And so they can begin to identify with people slowly and then try to do that in the real world. But this is all speculation, right? This is coming from someone or two guys who just just don't have the qualifications probably to be making these statements but <laughs> I, I would think that 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 could potentially work um or not work but like have some kind of positive it would, it would effect help them. yeah 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 for sure i think maybe yeah maybe it's a bit narrow-minded of me to be like no 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 but then i think just I, based I, i've off kind of got roast into my- glasses when it because i feel like i kind of have to wear these glasses when it comes to viewing a lot of mental illnesses like pretty much yeah. all of them i believe that people can get better. Um, yeah. And I feel like I kind of have to hold that for me as well. Like, cause that gives me hope for, mm. for myself that I can get to a place where nah, I yeah. would no longer call yeah, yeah, myself yeah, yeah. like mentally ill. Um, yeah. And so I, I hold that quite close. And so I, and like when I look at something like narcissism, I, I genuinely do believe that people would be able to get better. It would, it sounds like really, really hard work. Because you're, you're having to sort of introduce a concept that doesn't exist in your brain. Um, mm. And so, like like what you said, it's just like, I get that, but what? Like, 
I'm sure we've all kind of yeah. had something explained to us where we like, we understand it in concept, but it just doesn't make sense yeah. to us in reality. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah, them, yeah. like, I feel like that is sort of the empathy that is caring about someone else as much as they care about themselves. That is asking a question about someone's day because you genuinely care about the answer and not because you're trying to gain something from that conversation. Like it's all these things. Um, it is acknowledging people may be better at something than you. It's it's acknowledging that you are flawed. It's all these things which they like, they just can't do like like a mentally healthy person can. Um, mm. But as I said, like all these things are kind of like spectrum. Like it's, there's, you can get ratings on this. Like I said, with like psychoanalysts, they can look at these particular traits and give you a rating and how high or low you are in it. Um, and so- someone with narcissism would score highly on all these particular traits that we're talking about. But you could potentially be high in a trait that is part of the NPD spectrum, but not have NPD yourself. So, yeah, it's just important to remember to put these things in perspective. Um, and I, I actually, I ran a discussion group today for some year sevens and we were talking about right. um, morality and laws and how like, which ones I didn't bring the topic the year 11s brought it but we were talking about like which shapes which and like what the impacts are on them like which is more important and this and that and they they all seem to come in and as soon as we mentioned the topic it's like they all extremely like just decided their point and just argued it to the end like and at at the end and I didn't really say anything throughout the whole session at the end I just said guys when we're talking about morals like no matter what action, no matter what crime you can find, I'll be able to give you an example where it's not good, it's not acceptable, but it's understandable why someone would do that. Like if I said like mm. you um like is murder is murder bad? Yes. Okay, if you had to murder one person to save every other person on the earth, could that be an understandable thing to do? And they're like, well, mm. yeah, but it's still wrong. And it's just like, I know I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that you could make a case yeah. for why it would be understandable for someone to do that. And, or maybe even closer, like, I will kill your family if you don't kill this person. Like, it, like th- these horrible sort of mm. situations and, and mostly just like weird, like sort of situations that would never actually happen. But the point is, is all this stuff is is in the gray and that's what i said to them at the end i'm just like guys like when you leave this room and you're thinking about morality you think about laws and like there will always be a scenario where something is the opposite because there there are no hard and fast when it comes to these conceptual things within our lives and it's the same with personality traits and personality types and types of people and disorders and everything that there's no hard and fast rules there's no black and white there's no extremes that there is only sort of a spectrum where sorry there is extremes on the spectrum um on either side but there's plenty of space in between those extremes on either side um and that's where the majority of us lie just just to challenge the example you brought up of murder right (laughs) oh gosh Are you saying that are you, <laughs> you're like, is this going to open the whole can yeah. of worms? Is that, is that the gosh? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like just, just a thought here, right? Um, are you saying it, that justifies- No, 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 no. See, see that's, you, this is the problem. This is the problem. I'm not saying- you're, Sorry, wait, wait. Let me-, yeah, let me okay, okay. So this is what I understand. So if you're not saying that, then you're saying there's always there could always be an explanation for an action of something that is not seen as morally good. There's always two sides to the story. Is that your point? Not a, not a justification, saying- but it's just not mm. as simple. Like it's it's not as simple as, like it's not always simple. Sometimes it's really complicated and it's like, maybe it doesn't justify it, but are you going to sit there and tell me you wouldn't do it? Like if, if the stakes were high enough, like there's a breaking point for everyone, I think. There's a breaking point where you'll do something that is really wrong for a certain reward or for a to stop something bad happening like there's a and 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 it's like i i always just sort of think who are you to sort of make a judgment like that especially if you haven't been in that situation and just like those actions are black and white uh, sorry aren't black and white people aren't either 
Um, and yeah. it's just important to remember that stuff, especially when we're on social media and we're looking at these like facades of, of personalities, like we're not seeing the full picture. And so it's impossible to make a judgment, a full judgment without seeing the full picture. That's just irresponsible. Yeah. And it's also just yeah. kind of stupid. Yeah, no, I agree with you then. Mm. I totally agree. It's just that if if you were saying that, then I'm like, is that though? Because like, I think it, it just becomes like, like from that, the argument or like the thought I was going to make was like, you know, let's just choosing between the lesser of two evils and like, you know, it doesn't justify it. Sure, but sure. If you're not, yeah. But yeah, it's still yeah. a choice. You, well, you yeah. still chose it, even if it is it's an still, evil. Yeah, yeah, it's a choice. But absolutely, we, we, as choice. I said, this is a can of worms, but- David, I think this yeah, has been yeah. a really interesting conversation. We've kind of moved all over the place a little bit, um, covered a lot of different things. Um, for those who maybe watch the the snippet and see my background, this is um, this is actually the Greek story of Narcissus, um, who in this time there were no mirrors. And one day Narcissus went down to uh, some water and he looked into the water and he saw his own reflection <laughs> and he falls in love with his reflection um, and becomes obsessed with his own reflection and, and his own looks. And this is kind of the sort of the mythical origin of narcissism. Um, yeah. It very much is an obsession with self. So, yeah, just thought I'd finish that off. And David, you've, you've got a picture. I don't really understand your picture. Do you, you got a, a theory? My one, my one is just um, uh, a woman admiring herself with such like um care and tenderness like just immersed in her but she's like smiling mirror. more in the mirror that's the bit that i don't get yeah i don't i didn't i just picked it <laughs> anyway <laughs> thank you all for tuning in for another episode this is episode 47 848 which yes. means, guys, there is only a couple more weeks until our episode 50, our half century. Ooh, we've got something very yeah, special planned for boy. you guys. Um, we've had multiple people, multiple people involved in bringing what we will bring to you. And David, I don't know about you, but I'm very excited to bring I'm to the so people keen. what we have done for them. Man, I'm so keen to show our listeners or... Yeah, I, I don't want to say yeah. much, but I'm really keen for you guys to find out um, episode 50. Absolutely. So. Maybe we've overhyped, but um, we're excited. Yeah. We're excited. So, yes, we until are. next week, 49 will be the last episode before we bring to you episode 50. I hope you've all enjoyed this episode on narcissism. Thank you, as always, David, for bringing the goods. Mm-hmm. Always. And always. My pleasure. As always. Peace. Peace.